Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Well, our He says we're persecuted. We're not forsaken. 
17th verse by saying that all of this is nothing but light. Just very light. And nothing to be compared with all of that tremendous weight of glory that we someday shall receive. The Bible is full of people who suffer. We always think of Job when we think about suffering, how tremendously this man had placed upon him the loss of all of his children in one day, the loss of all of his possessions in a short little while, and then his body was covered with the most devastating physical impairment of sores over every inch of his body. Boils were covering his body. Talk about a man who suffered. But we find him always saying that regardless of all that he was going through, that he would not in any way approach the occasion We think of Israel and all of the suffering in Egypt for 400 years, or the many people in the New Testament, particularly the disciples, how that John was banished to an island, there left to live out his life, how that Peter was crucified down. All the others died in a violent manner because of their determination to remain faithful to the Lord. We can't possibly think of suffering without looking at the life of Paul. He had everything happen to him that one can possibly imagine. He was shipwrecked. He was beaten and left outside the city for dead. He was placed in jail and tortured Let's forget about all those for a moment and just talk about our suffering, what you and I go through. Is there anybody here that has never had someone in the family who's had a tremendous, serious accident? Perhaps an automobile accident and they were laid up for many, many days, never wondering if they were going to, uh, never knowing whether they were going to live or not. Or sickness. None of us have escaped the difficulties of having someone or ourselves go through serious sickness. I've sat so many times in, in the waiting room of the intensive care units of hospitals with families who weren't really sure if that person in the room was going to come out. Tremendous agony on the part of those who are close and near and dear to that one who is doing the suffering. The anguish of every kind that can be imagined Four years that I've been here as your pastor. Next month we'll make it four years. We have shared tremendous tragedies that have brought agonizing suffering to this church and to your family and to mine. We have faced all of these traumas, and how many times have we walked that final path? And it has broken our hearts. It has brought suffering to our souls to a point that we wonder how we can possibly survive. And many have asked, what now can I do? And so many times 
as other people do. One of the modern-day tragedies that we have is the mother, usually a young mother, who does not comprehend her responsibilities as the mother of that child that she's carrying and she abuses her life by drugs or by alcohol or by smoking or uh, other lifestyles, and the child is born defective. His mind is not what it ought to be. We know that mothers who do this type of thing will produce children that are underweight. One of the great problems in West Virginia is the birth of underweight babies caused by the abuse of the mother. And yet it is the child that must suffer. A consequence of a parent who doesn't care or doesn't know or will not listen to reason will bring untold suffering upon millions of people in this country of ours. We can't see it all of the conscience cry out and say, God, why didn't you make the baby whole? When there was somebody else who caused the problem, and then there was the problem in society. President Kennedy mentioned already this morning, and many of us I've experienced that. You know, our daughter died of cancer, and our Bendis here today yesterday died with cancer, and we know others of our, of our church family who have cancer. Well, we don't have all the answers yet, but I tell you that I've thought long and hard as to what possibly was in the lifestyle that we live, if there was something of the culture in, in which I brought that girl up caused her to acquire cancer. We know that there are cryptogenic organisms in the world, and we know that a lot of these things that are, that are put in food and are spewed out into the air and get into the water to cause our water to be polluted are going to have an effect upon the life of people, and we have abused it. Uh, that no one ever since uh, asbestos was brought into being back in, I think it was in the 20s or whatever it was, uh, that, that this was a uh, cause of health-related problems by breathing in the fibers coming off asbestos. Well, our companies have used it all of these years, and now we have this tremendous problem with people who have lung troubles because of the lack of uh, protection of their lives by society. So there are many people who suffer because of what our world is doing. And somehow or other, we fail to recognize that Satan plays a big hand in all the suffering going on in the world. What do you think he's interested in keeping everybody wealthy, healthy, wealthy, and wise? No, don't you? He is interested in everything he can do to discredit God and tear down his kingdom. And he works in the lives of people to accomplish that. And he's going to bring about a lot of things in the lives of Christian people in order that he might get back at God. So God is not the cause of suffering. But God does permit suffering. Why? Paul told the Romans in the eighth chapter. He said, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. That's what he's saying. 
who suffers, the parents. You know, I don't think I really knew what suffering was all about until Ben became ill and passed away. My child suffers. Yes, I suffer. Your child suffers. Your mother suffers. You suffer. There is that relationship that is very present. Do you think that God is not our Father and therefore lets us go through all of these things without feeling any pain or concern or caring? No, no. When God sent his son into this world to die, he did it knowing that his son would suffer. And he suffered. You think when Jesus cried out on that cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And God had already turned his head, turned his back upon his son, because his son had to do it alone. But God did not suffer. You not realize how hard that was for God to turn and allow his own son to go through that without even an angel's help? without a word of encouragement, without easing the pain. He allowed it to happen because he knew that through the suffering of his only son that untold millions of people would not have to suffer the consequences of eternal death. God knows. If you're suffering today, God knows. If you're in pain, he knows. He doesn't have to turn his back on you. Because Jesus Christ made it possible for him to turn his face to you and reach out his arms and hold you and love you. So I understand. I know. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.